hey there, Brain Changer, you're not going to believe this, but today's episode is number 100. I am shocked, almost myself. I just can't quite believe it. We're in our second season and I have been putting out podcasts every single week and now we've hit 100. So today's going to be a little bit different. It's just me talking kind of off the mic, but on the mic to you personally in your ear, sharing so much of what's been going on and just the ups and downs of all of it. And and I just want to share my heart and really more than anything, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for hanging in there with me. I want to thank you for pressing play on that button so that you get to hear some little message or inspiration that I'm just trying to give to you. I want to thank you that you take the time to do that during your day. I know you're busy. I know you're running here and there. And if you don't have kids of your own, you have grandchildren, perhaps, or you've adopted family, or you're caring for parents. And the, I, the list could go on about who you are, that, you know, you, yes, you listening today. I know you have a lot on your mind. I know you're juggling a lot. I know you love the Lord. I know you're seeking him. And otherwise, I don't think you would really be here. And I know you kind of want a glimpse into what real 21st century Christian living is all about. And I, that's been my heartbeat just to share authentically and transparently exactly how it is for me as a 21st century Christian woman. And it's not always pretty. It's not always easy. I'm not one who's going to claim that I have all the answers. I'm not one who's going to say, let me tell you what this Bible verse means, and this is what it means, and there are no other options. I'm not the one who, I am, you know, like dogmatic in my beliefs. And I know the transformation I've had as a Christian, as a born again Christian, I know that, but I don't, there's a lot I still don't know. And I'm not, yeah, I mean, there's so many gaps in quote, my knowledge base, but I, but despite all of that, and I'm not here to say I have all the right answers or that my way is the right way or my way is the perfect way or my way is whatever. I don't ever want to be put on any kind of pedestal or I don't even think I want to be really looked up to for that matter because I want anyone who's listening not to look to me. Yes, God can use me and my talents and my gifts, giftings and to encourage you and to to be inspiring as his spirit works through me. But I don't want you to look to me ever. I really want you to look to God. I don't care what Bible you use, whether it's a translation or transliteration or an interpretation or none of that matters. Although sometimes it does and it could be very important. But the biggest thing is that you're seeking God. And I'm talking God, creator, God. As Christians, you know, Judeo-Christian heritage and beliefs, the Bible, believing the Bible is the word of God. That's everything that I'm, I'm, I've based everything on that. And I don't think you were listening unless you were maybe one, you know, number one, curious, or number two, you're also in the same boat that I am. And so we kind of unpack that every week. And sometimes we have organic conversations on the Clubhouse Audio chat app where you drop in and you just chat off the cuff. And then other times I have scripted 
podcast episodes where I look into the Psalms and that's a case in point. It's not like I'm some Psalm scholar or anything like that. It's just, I'm sharing how the Lord opens scripture up to me. I'm giving you a little glimpse into how I see things. And it's almost like, you know, if we could be in a room and just discuss these things, that's a kind of atmosphere I've hoped to create on the podcast. Not like I'm saying this and this is the way it is, but I'm saying this in my case. This is my perspective on it. But I would always encourage you to to seek and to ask God and to pray and and to see if he won't reveal himself to you in very special ways that are meaningful to you. So it's those kinds of things that I try to share. It's not like I'm an authority or anything of the sort, but I just come on here and and share those things that are true to my heart and dear to my heart and hope that there's another listener who finds encouragement and inspiration in some of the stories I share and just who I am as a person and as I go through and walk walk out my Christian faith. So that's a part of what all of this is about. But also, I wanted to just take a moment today, since we are the 100th episode, and just say, let's let's cover a few bases here. I wanted kind of to talk about the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur and doing what I've been doing and then kind of take a look at the past and the present, what's going on now and what's happening maybe in the future, some of the projects I have going on and coming up. I'd like to speak to the importance of having a coach. You know, I am a certified life Christian life coach. But I also have coaches in my life because that's so critically important. And I have mentors in my life. And that's just so important in our journey. I want to talk a teeny bit about my lifestyle and what it's been like for me as an entrepreneur and shifting from full-time mom to full-time entrepreneur and then fighting off those self-defeating thoughts, right? I always like our episodes to talk a little bit about those toxic thoughts we may engage and what we can do about those and how we can get through those. And then finally, the mindsets of gratitude and grit and their impact on achieving our goals and dreams. So that's how I've got the episode broken down into those six little divisions. I'm not going to be really long-winded, but I did just want to do something a little bit different and kind of catch you up. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. And you're in good company with a whole bunch of brain changers, folks who are seeking the Lord and who are determined to allow their minds to literally impact their brains in ways that, you know, it's like science is finally catching up to the Bible. God has said from the beginning that we ought to take our thoughts captive. He has said from the beginning, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, those are actually New Testament verses, but you know what I'm saying. And it's it's been there. It's Those are admonitions that we should be doing. And there's such health in doing that. And that's what I've learned over the last several years. So, so starting out, um, you know, first, I had no idea really what I was getting into when I ventured out into this new territory. I started blogging more, and I dreamed of writing a devotional producing a podcast, trying to make a living as an entrepreneur, doing digital courses. I mean, heck, after all, I do all these Spanish online courses. Why can't I do, a, a, you know, a, a Christian online course to help people? And But overall, as far as being an entrepreneur, positively clueless. Some of the downs of, of this of so far, what I've noticed is, number one, it's a bit harder. It's been a bit harder than I anticipated. 
you know, stuff seems so easy when I see other folks doing things like chasing their dreams and putting content out there. It's almost like the Olympics. They're so easy to watch and you just think, you know, I think, oh, they just go and do this and that. And it's, oh, that just looks easy. And they almost, these, these players, and they almost perform effortlessly, it seems, and with such precision and magnificence and beauty. And it's so easy to forget as a spectator the hours and the days of grueling practice that goes into every single aspect of their sport, right? And I think I underestimated a little bit of what being an entrepreneur was all about. It's been a bit harder than I thought it might be. And sometimes I've been just headbanging, you know, it's just like, oh, and sometimes it's a technical issue, like, why can't I get this to do this, say, on my website or on the YouTube channel and and just wherever it is, it's that, it's that, you know, oh, uh, it's just so frustrating. And so some of those things are harder because when you're an entrepreneur, you have your craft, you have your knowledge base, you have your passion, but then you also have to learn a lot. You have to learn how to put it all out there, how to market it and all of those things. So it's not just, it, it's what you're passionate about. And then a whole lot more that comes into play here, especially if you don't outsource very much. Another down is that it can be kind of a lonely road. Fortunately, I have friends I can bounce ideas around with and ask for feedback. And I've hired Nick and Megan Unsworth from Life on Fire to be my Christian business coaches. Best business decision ever, really. But in the day-to-day of it all, it gets a bit lonely. And, you know, um, it's okay. I've learned to deal with that. And I know that I'm not alone, but I'm just saying sometimes I feel I feel alone. And it's all those decisions, right? And that's another kind of downer. Decision-making is tough. You ever have decision fatigue where you're like, okay, somebody else is going to have to choose apple or cherry pie because I don't have the bandwidth to do it. Ever been there where you're just decisioned out? That's kind of how I felt because every decision comes down to me. Again, I do have counsels and of course I pray and I, because I, God is in all of this. I want him in all of this. I don't want to step left or right without him. But, but sometimes I have to make decisions and that can be kind of tricky. Like what should this design look like? Whom should I invite to be on the podcast? How can I, I make money as an affiliate marketer? And just being so small, you know, they call us solopreneurs. I don't really like that word, but I wear virtually all the hats in this ministry. And decision-making can be taxing emotionally sometimes. And then there's the issue of time. We all want more of it, right? And since I'm so small, I still have to work my day job, my quote day job. You know, I teach Spanish at four institutions. I adjunct instruct to the tune of full-time employment overall. So my day job, my Spanish teaching, actually sponsors my passion, my ministry, so to speak. Now, I love Spanish teaching, but I'm ready to transition out of that into my full-time ministry. But I just can't quit yet, although I'm hoping to do so within the next five years. Sometimes I struggle to juggle it all. And right now I have, like for, like right now, this fall semester, I have 130 students who need me to help them learn Spanish. And those are big shoes to fill in and of itself. And I want to do my best job there. And you know what? Some, regarding time, sometimes I ask the Lord for more time in the day. And I ask him to slow time down and or speed it up or, you know. And it seems like somehow in the end it always gets done. Everything gets done. But those are the four areas, kind of the downers that I've had and just struggled with along the way. As far as what's been going on, just to catch you up a little bit. I, at the moment, I 
I write, I currently write as a paid devotional writer for the Christian magazine called Guideposts. And I blog weekly. I put out two podcast episodes a week. I'm writing also a daily devotional myself, which should come out on Amazon toward the end of November. And it's called Choose to Think, Live Your Best Thought Life Every Day. I design t-shirts that kind of go along with many of the podcast episodes, those themes. And let me tell you, I could stay forever designing. I love to design things on Canva where you get to make little graphics and scripture quotes and, and all of these other things. Just absolutely love it. I could do that forever. I did hire a virtual assistant and a virtual assistant is someone who works virtually. In other words, there's not like an office to report to. Her name is Deborah. You've probably seen her posting in our Facebook tribe called the Fired Up Mind and Choose to Think podcast community group. I'd love to have you there if you're not, by the way. And she actually lives in Uganda, and soon she will be the guest on the on, she'll be a guest on my on the show, so you can get to know her just a little bit better. She's so darling and so sweet, and just does amazing work um, for the ministry. And I really appreciate all of her time. You know, into your email inbox will come two newsletters monthly if you've subscribed on my website. And you can snag all kind of freebies over there on the website from cheat sheets and lists and podcast worksheets, guides, infographics, all free content to help you in your Christian journey when it comes to your thoughts and your mindsets. Now, as to the future, I'm looking for an actively seeking business podcast sponsors, which, you know, an organization might spend a teeny bit of money for ad spots on my show. It's actually commonly done on podcasts. And as you know, I'm a Christian podcaster. I'm not a podcaster who is a Christian. Think about that. And so I would have to have sponsors running the same direction as I am. So if you know of anybody, would you send them my way? I would love to. Um, and actually, the ad spots are not that expensive. So if you just DM me, I can give you all the details. I have what's called this media kit. I didn't even know about a media kit, but apparently you can do a media kit. And that way everyone gets a little flair of what the podcast is all about. It's got some analytics on there and you know, who I am and who my ideal listener is and those sorts of things. So I'd be glad to send that to you and talk more about that. And as I said, the devotional should launch toward the end of November. And then in January, my fully digital course called Choose to Think When Your Soul is Hungry, it happens to address food fixation and, addic and addiction, and that's coming out. I actually piloted that course before, but now we're ready to, to run with it, and I've been tweaking it. I put it on a different platform, redoing the videos, updating everything, and it's really looking kind of sharp. So I'm very excited about that. It's a 12-week course, and it's designed to help you lay down all those food issues for good. I mean, so many women my age still struggle with food, weight loss, comfort eating. I know because I've been there and it's tough. But the tools I offer in the course are like the springboards to ensuring that you can, you learn how to walk in freedom daily from food focus. And you make peace with food once and for all. I mean, it doesn't control you anymore. It actually can happen, I promise. But more on that soon. Another aspect I wanted to talk about was the importance of having a coach. I have loved, loved, loved my business coaches, Nick and Megan from Life on Fire. And through their academy, I've learned a ton, not the least of which has to do with networking and the importance of being disciplined and stepping out there, realizing and practicing that done beats perfect. You know, too often we think, well, when I get this thing just right, I'll put it out there. When I get this podcast episode just right and totally perfect and edited just properly and blah, blah, then I'll put it out there. Well, if I kept 
if I did that, my then would never come. So they always say, hey, done beats perfect. And they're so right because it's after we do an action that somehow that's when we learn how to do it better. And that's when we gain clarity. We think we have to have all this clarity and we have to know exactly what we're doing. And then we step out. That is so not true. Now, it might be true with something like, um, I don't know, you know, uh, a rocket that we're sending into outer space. But even then, through some of the, the mishaps that, that have happened, their learn, great learning takes place and you get to advance. And maybe that's not the best example, but it just came to my mind that something like that would, yes, you want to make sure that you have everything checked and checked and checked and checked and rechecked. And certainly there's a lot of money that goes into all of that and a lot of resources and a lot of different people. But on the whole, as an entrepreneur, we don't have all those benefits. So we just say, hmm, I'm going to step out here in faith. I'm going to put this content out there and I'm going to learn. I'm going to see what the response is. I'm going to see what my people need. I want to see what folks want. I want to see how I can help and how I can serve. And sometimes we don't know that until we actually just put it out there. So that's what I'm trying to say with done beats perfect. And, you know, my brain is on information overload so often. And so I just have to soak it all in. I just have to say, here it goes, let it go. And then I look at it and say, hey, that was well received. This wasn't well received. What's the difference? And then you learn that way. So nothing has to be perfect. But having a coach, you know, just like the best athletes, they all need coaches. Look at all these Olympic athletes. They've got coaches. And so too do the best entrepreneurs. I need fresh angles and different perspectives, constructive criticism and general assistance as I go. And don't they say that teachers are just overgrown students at heart? Yeah, that would be me. I love being a student. I love having a mentor or a, a coach to, to help me because I have like 5 billion questions and, and I need somebody to bounce those around with. And, you know, the flip of that is that I've also had the amazing privilege of actually serving as a coach, at serving as a coach, like one-on-one. And the progress that my client made as we put our heads together to unravel some toxic thinking patterns and to head to get her headed in a new direction was amazing. I've learned so much about thinking, the brain, how to take thoughts captive, and it's these skills that I want to pass on because I know there are others who feel depressed, overwhelmed, anxious, kind of like I was, and they long for freedom and clarity of mind. And it's that's what I that's what that's what this gal felt when she came out of the course and out of the coaching for 12 weeks. She was on cloud nine and to see her transformation was positively astounding. Matter of fact, I have a video testimonial that will come out closer to when the course actually launches in January. But anyway, life coaching, you know, is a lot like mentoring. We are very forward focused and I get this amazing privilege, like I said, to help my clients move steadily in a new and healthy direction. It's just so rewarding. I have absolutely loved that. That's definitely one of the perks of all that I've learned and all that I've been able to do. What about lifestyle? Well, as a writer, I've discovered that, that I have one job to do and that's write. And I got to write a lot. 
The more I write, the better I write. So I wonder, what's your jam? What do you enjoy? Can you carve out time to do more and more of that one thing? You will surely improve as you go. I write in the morning, I write during the day, and I write at night. I prefer morning time writing and researching and in prayer and praise with my cup of coffee and my fresh, clear mind. That's my, that is my optimal time. So when I get up, I try to minimize distractions and I try to say, "Mm, this is what I'm going to do during this block of time. Now, my Nana lifestyle, I call it that because I have these wonderful grandchildren and that I love, I love to spend time with. That involves about 30 pots on the stove, and I love every bit of it most days. I've learned to block schedule my days and to set timers and to stick with it. I also com- combine my work, which I call my worship, with exercise because I got to get those 10K steps in somehow. So I have to keep a very flexible schedule so I can help and serve my adult children and their families, my parents. This is a, t- a top priority for me. And if you look at the four embers, like this is from Life on Fire, Health, Wealth, Love, and Faith. I got to spend a little time in all of these to say to stay in alignment with my values and to achieve all these goals. And do you do this too? In other words, it's not enough to just profess the importance of taking thoughts captive. If I'm not taking good care of my body, I can't let my body slide and just have one area that I focus on. It's kind of this holistic approach, or at least that's how I do my life after 50. You know, I don't want to preach the importance of community and then stay isolated myself. And I have to work hard to take good care of myself with diet and exercise and to work on fostering my friendships and starting new ones around common interests like pickleball. Um, I have to keep a coach so that I can learn how to make a living doing what I love. And I want to increase my faith through my ministry as well as by seeking God first as my top priority. So all of these are really my goals. But my lifestyle is I'm, I'm learning to just accept things as they come. And if there are interruptions, I call them divine interruptions during my day. And if something takes longer, okay, that's okay. God will give me the time later. I need to do those things. But I do keep lists, of course, and... I am fairly well organized in general, and I try to do house projects every year and, um, you know, just kind of the normal things, I guess. Does everybody do these things? I'm thinking we all have house projects and painting and, you know, taking care of the yard. My yard kind of went, it, it kind of went south this, this summer for some reason, but next year I'll get it. But um, I don't know. I do life probably like you all do, and I try to make sure I'm working on all four of those areas and that one doesn't really go lacking because that's when I get a little bit out of whack or maybe my emotional tank starts running low and I have to really kind of pull things back in. Now, as to fighting off those self-defeating thoughts, in a nutshell, I really do practice what I preach. That is choosing to think. I really do. I become so sensitive and aware of what I'm thinking about and how I'm feeling that the whole process has become a natural habit for me. Sometimes I get stuck or overwhelmed, but I've developed the tools and the strategy to get myself unstuck pretty quickly. I simply don't allow toxic self-defeating thoughts to gain too much of my attention. I de-energize them instead and focus more on what God says about me, about himself, and what he says about my situation. And that seems to keep things, things simple for me. When it comes to things like imposter syndrome, have you heard of that? That's when you think that you're not qualified to do what you're doing. And yeah, I've had to fight that because 
sometimes I think, well, Victoria, who are you to say this or do that or try this? Who are you to do that? Look at all these other people who are experts and they have more resources resources than they know how to do it. They've been doing it longer and here come you, you come bouncing around on the scene. And so, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't, it's not really good for me to think that because number one, it makes me compare myself to others. And, you know, we always, it depends on who you look at, right? You may come out above and you may come out below. So what, what's the point on that? It's not good. I want to, I don't want to keep my eyes focused on others other than to serve, but I'd rather keep my eyes and my focus on Jesus instead. And and putting that into play because if I gave way to something like imposter syndrome then I probably would be so fearful that I wouldn't ever put a podcast out there I wouldn't ever share anything about my life I wouldn't ever say well this is what I think this passage means or what it means to me a bible passage for example because that imposter syndrome would just suffocate me so I can't go there that's not I, I don't know. That's just not gonna. That that doesn't work for me. And, but it's a. I know it is a real big trap for a lot of people. And even the self-limiting thoughts, you know, surrounding venturing forth in business by yourself at my age. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. I, but I just don't have time to go to the pit. That's what I call it. With my thinking. Do you? Do you have time to go to the pit with your thinking? Are you giving toxic thinking a lot of space and room in your life? Do you take the time to engage and to ruminate and to replay all these thoughts that lead nowhere? Yeah, I don't want to do that. My aim is to show up consistently and to put out as much value as I possibly can to help others with their thinking and their emotional health. Now, more than one friend, I'll tell you, has encouraged me, Victoria, you just got to choose to think. You know, it's kind of the joke of the day in my friend circles. And truth be told, I love it. I love it when my friends kid me and say, choose to think. Victoria, you got to choose to think. I absolutely love it. Or my kids, my kids will say that sometimes. But so now we can also go into the mindsets of gratitude and grit and their impact on achieving goals and dreams. And gratitude played a huge role in my own healing from depression five years ago. I seem to write and podcast a lot about the impact of gratitude on our mindsets and our general outlook. And of course, science backs up the literal changes in our brain when we pivot to being thankful and praising our creator for his abundant blessings and the favor he bestows in our lives. We are so on blessed. It's unreal. And I don't care what the scenario is. There's some blessing there. And gratitude may just be the linchpin to help you pull away and suddenly start praising God. Even in the prison, if you're trapped, you feel like you're trapped in prison, there's got to be a way to find a way to praise God and give thanks to him even in that. And I'm not saying it's easy at all, but that what's easy actually is to give way to our self to self focus and self pity so much that we are then robbed of living life in the present and enjoying each moment that we have been given because our gaze is off and our gaze takes us down a one you know takes us to the pit or down this dead end street and i just don't have time to to go there i want to instead say yeah this is really hard yeah this stinks yeah i'm frustrated you know identify all of my emotions because that's so healthy to do that but then i also want to come back around to god and that's what i've tried to do now 
achieving goals and dreams does take a good dose of grit and tenacity. And there's a time when we just commit to the process, period. We release the outcome and we say, by golly, I'm going to hang on to this thing no matter what. And that's what I've tried to do, to shift my gaze away from all the analytics, like how many downloads, how many this, how many that. Although, hey, by the way, I'll tell you, we're just about to get 10K downloads on the podcast. And I'm so pumped about that. And we're now in, I think, 40 countries around the world. And I think I'm just, we're just missing maybe five U.S. states and that's it. So I'm so excited. And those analytics, okay, yeah, those are important, but they can't be everything, right? And so I've got to keep my eyes on what is right before me now. Is there someone I can serve? Is there someone who needs an encouraging message? Is there a lady like I am who wants to, to discuss real life Christianity and management in this 21st century? Is there a gal who's not some Sally super Christian who is real and positively blossom, blossom? That woman who longs for Christ with all her breath, but is also so chock full of feelings and emotions that sometimes seeking Christ is the last thing on her mind. I want to be a good role model for my kids and all my sweet in-law children. I want my legacy to mean something, not just a work ethic, but a spiritual ethic that says no matter what, no matter how many times I trip or fall, God's strength within me helps me to stand again. I know that sounds dramatic, but recently at the Life on Fire Abundance Conference, um, just in July, I used my hand, the palm of my hand, to break through a one-inch wide board that had where I wrote I had written on it generational sins you know quote generational sins and I wanted to break that I wanted to break those change chains I wanted to be that break in the chains from my ancestors to my own children some of those things those sins have gripped my heart and mind but by God's grace he's allowed me to break free and now I have the privilege of professing my faith to thousands of people you know, it's such an honor, such an honor to do this. I get to use my gifts and talents and treasures to advance the kingdom of God in my own unique way. What a blessing. And I really want that for you too. So it does take grit. It does take tenacity. It does take, you know, by golly, I'm going to boom. I'm going to break through. I'm going to persist and I'm going to be an overcomer. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to relent. I'm going to keep stepping forward. I'm going to run that race. And I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. And you know, somebody, so many folks have also asked me, Victoria, how do you do a podcast? I want to start one too. Or they'll say, how's it you're writing a book? How do you publish that? How do you do this? Or how did you launch a digital course? What platform do you use? All these like business-ish questions. They want to know the business side of things, which is why I also coach other entrepreneurs. Those a little bit behind me, just to encourage their hearts and keep them on track and maybe answer some of their questions or model a few things for them or show them how I've done things I never thought I would I would actually know so much about business and social media marketing and click funnels and calls to actions and yada 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 but somehow here I am all that I've learned in business I'm also willing to share and all I've learned in taking thoughts captive and the literal impact that they have on our brain and that it's had on my life I'm also willing to share and that's really why I'm here that's the heartbeat of my ministry and, you know, I'm really, I feel compelled to do so. And most days, it's fun. Most days, it's exciting. 
and most days it's very rewarding. So, so thank you, dear listener, for hanging with me, for sending those emails that you send to me, for dropping me texts along the way or messages on Facebook or Instagram, for, for sending me a card in the mail that just encourages my heart, for, for saying, Victoria, I really love this episode. Thank you so much. That hit me home. And, you know, thank you for buying a t-shirt here and there or for subscribing to my YouTube channel and for passing on the podcast episode to a friend. You, you really probably have no idea just how much this means to me and to Deborah, you know, to my team. We're, we're now a team, but in part, it's fuel to the flame in my soul as I enter a season of life that promises new, beginning, new beginnings and new adventures and untold flops and failures. It's kind of the whole thing, right? But each day I ask myself, and this is like Pat Flynn style, what if all that I'm doing in my life right now were really easy because too often I think this is so hard and I'm overwhelmed and how can I do this and oh I've got so many things to do and it feels hard sometimes right kind of coming full circle to what I was talking about at the very beginning but when I asked myself Victoria what if all this were just really easy and you're kind of making it hard and the thoughts that you're telling yourself are really making it harder for you and more challenging for you what if it were all really easy you know what? That question engages my brain and kicks it into high gear. Try that. I wish you could try that in your own life. And no matter what you're facing, instead of giving way to all those overwhelmed feelings and energizing all of those thoughts, I wonder what would happen if you just say, yeah, you know what? What if this were easy? I have to do five errands today and it just seems overwhelming, but mm, what if this were actually easy? What would that feel like? What would that look like? And so, you know what? I I think I really like that question. It's really been helpful to me. Once once I heard, um, I was listening to Pat Flynn, once I heard him say that, I thought, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. So what I think is hard could really be easy. So I'm willing to try it, especially if it's, quote, easy. I just say, hey, let's go. But anyway, gosh, I call you brain changer because you're just so dear to me. And I call you dear listener because you're so dear to me. And I really, really, truly appreciate that you've given me time in your day. You've given me time in your day. And I really, truly appreciate that. I thank you again for your support, for your encouragement that you've given me. For Sometimes I I think somebody's got to pinch me because I think this is just too good to be real. Is this really real? I can't believe is this really real that I get to do all of this and people are kind of like playing along with me and it feels like a dream and I guess that's how dreams feel and but anyway so thank you for being on this dream with me thank you for tuning in it's been a wonderful ride and thank you for supporting the ministry in so many ways and until next time Dios primero (laughs) 